This is our liberation series. July 1st through the 6th, we're focusing on revolts of enslaved peoples in the Americas and combating the myth that our ancestors resigned to a life of captivity and degradation and passively faced oppression. It's time we recognize the spirit of resistance in our blood and honor our struggles and strides for freedom. April 6th, 1712. New York City has a reputation for being socially progressive and one of the most diverse areas in the world. During the 18th century, it was a major hub for the North American slave trade, with thousands of men, women, and children passing through the slave market that operated in the heart of what is today the financial district. Many of the city's early landmarks, from City Hall to the Wall of Wall Street, were built using slave labor, and the city hired slaves to do work like building roads. The city even constructed an official slave market in 1711 and collected taxes on every person purchased and sold there. New York City's population in 1712 was between 6,000 and 8,000 people, and approximately 1,000 were slaves. Unlike the sprawling southern plantations, where groups of slaves were mostly isolated from one another and kept separate from free people, Slaves in New York City frequently interacted with each other, even when owned by different enslavers, because enslavers often sent their human property out into the street to find work. New Yorkers lived in close quarters, no surprise, so slaves and free people often worked and lived alongside each other. The Rebellion of 1712 was instigated by African-born slaves, who used the tenets of African-based religion to motivate fellow slaves to revolt. On the night of April 6th, a group of slaves set fire to an outhouse at the home of Peter Van Tilburg on Maiden Lane at what was then the northern edge of Manhattan. The fire signaled to other slaves to begin the revolt. When white people came out of their houses to see what in the world was happening, they were confronted by a band of 23 slaves. Some sources say there were anywhere from 50 to 100 standing in front of the burning house, armed with swords, axes, guns, and knives. The slaves fired into the crowd of white folks, causing panic and killing some of them. Some people ran to alert New York's colonial governor, Robert Hunter, who sent the militia to deal with the rioters. Upon seeing the armed soldiers, the rioting slaves ran north toward a wooded swamp. The soldiers, along with armed bystanders, hunted down the rioters, capturing 27 of them near present-day Canal Street. Nine white people were killed in the riot and six were wounded. Rather than await trial and certain incarceration or worse, six slaves committed suicide. Of the estimated 40 slaves brought to trial, 18 were acquitted, several others were pardoned, and the rest were lynched. In the years following this revolt, strict codes were enacted preventing slaves from gathering in large groups and prohibiting slaves from using firearms. Enslavers were discouraged from freeing their slaves, having to post a bond of 200 pounds first. Though New York eventually outlawed slavery, starting with a gradual abolition law in 1799 and an 1817 law setting July 4, 1827 as the date of final emancipation, slavery remained an intrinsic part of city life until after the Civil War. Mm -hmm. 